Chapter 1. Extending the Olive Branch Now, what are you going to do about that hair? This was my mother's immediate reaction when I broached the idea of our going to Italy. Just her and me, for six weeks. Nothing, I replied. I picked up a magazine from the coffee table and began to leaf through it, pretending not to be bothered by her comment. I'm not doing anything about my hair. Even with my eyes averted, I knew Mom's jaw was tightening and her head was shaking with disapproval. She is convinced that if she could just fix my hair, she could fix my life. As if it were that easy. Mom is five feet, two inches short, with a soft, plump body and a round face that exudes a charming, effervescent sweetness. Beneath that sugary exterior, however, is a tough cookie. Imagine, if you will, a cross between Queen Victoria and Hyacinth Bucket. It's pronounced bouquet, dear, the fussy social-climbing character on the Britcom keeping up appearances constantly reminds people. She has a thoroughly determined personality, my mom. Her opinions and beliefs are so entrenched that a tidal wave of evidence to the contrary cannot dissuade her. Her faith in God is as unwavering as her certainty that she will win the publisher's clearinghouse sweepstakes. She poo-poos the notion that man ever set foot on the moon. According to my mother, the lunar landing was staged in a movie studio. Mom's hair is blonde. Ash blonde, according to the product description. And she has maintained the same hairstyle for as long as I can remember. Short, frothy, and layered. She likes it shorter at the back of her neck because she complains that that area gets hot. The front is swept off her face to reveal a smooth forehead. The sides are slightly curled. To my mom, a tidy hairstyle signifies order, control, maturity, the very qualities, coincidentally, she feels I lack. And she trots out her theory like a religious dogma at every opportunity. Whether watching TV stopped at a traffic light, sitting in a church pew, reading the newspaper, or getting groceries, my mother monitors the world's hairstyles. No one escapes her appraisal. The queen? A bit too severe. Adolf Hitler? I hope he shot his barber. The woman in the street? That style does nothing for her. Robert Redford? Perfect. Wander into my mother's range of vision and you'll get an immediate, no-charge assessment. Men I have dated and introduced to my mother have been accepted or rejected, mostly rejected, on the basis of their hair. I didn't know whether to let him in or sweep him off the doorstep. That hair! Or, you tell him that he's not sitting at my dining room table unless he gets a haircut. Or, he'd look much better if he parted his hair on the side. Or, his hair is his best feature, and that's not saying much. On rare occasions, she has confided, Oh, I do like his hair. The guy could be a serial killer, but that would only register as a minor concern. To my mom, hair is the yardstick by which civilized people are measured. And that includes me. She scolds me if my hair drifts into my eyes. Get it off your face. For not getting it cut short enough. I hope the hairdresser paid you for that cut. Or for not having age-appropriate hair. A woman your age should have a neat, smart hairstyle. When she spots an agreeable style in a magazine or in a shopping mall, she shoots me a baleful look and says, There's a nice style for you.
a tight smile or a nod indicating total agreement from me is usually sufficient to end the conversation, until she hones in on another passing hairstyle. Lately, she's been pushing a short, streaky blonde bob as the elixir to happiness. The fact that such a hairstyle would not work with my face shape, my personality, or my impossibly fine, unpredictable dark hair is inconsequential. If I have learned anything in life, it is that my one-day limp, next-day curly hair is best left alone. Over the years, I have made peace with my hair, but I have not done so with my mother. I wanted us to go to Italy to see if I could finally...